Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. I've been doing this show for more than 24 years, and I have to tell you, we have covered a lot of timely and controversial topics during that span. But I have to confess that the response and reaction to last week's show was by far the biggest I have ever encountered. Lots and lots and lots of listeners had all sorts of opinions and comments about the racial taunting incident at Pearl River High School in Rockland County. And just as importantly, about what kind of lesson should be put forth to help educate the the misguided and insensitive spectators who made the monkey noises, as well as the adults who were in attendance at the game and chose to do nothing to stop this obnoxious behavior. Now, if you didn't happen to hear last week's show, let me give you a, a very brief recap of what I'm talking about. On Wednesday, February 9th, at a game at Pearl River High School between visiting Nyack High School and Pearl River, on three separate occasions, when a black player from Nyack went to the free throw line, very audible monkey and ape noises were made by individuals attending the game. And this behavior had apparently also occurred at an earlier game against Suffern High School when they played at Pearl River in January. Now, that's bad enough to be sure, but even worse is that no one, no security staff, no officials, none of the coaches, no adults in the stands did anything to stop this racial taunting. Mind you, this ape noise happened at least three different times during the course of the game. And in this day and age, that is really, really 
disappointing. And this goes way beyond just bad sportsmanship. And I want to talk about this this morning, again, to follow up from last week's show, to get a better sense of what should, what should be happening. Now, so just to follow up, I actually made some calls over the past week over to Pearl River to the school district to see what, if anything, is going to take place. Mind you, this incident is now close to, well, three weeks old. And yet, with the with the minor exception of a, of, a, of a fairly innocent wrist slap that came forth from Section 1's Athletic Council, I don't get any kind of sense that anything either of an educational or even disciplinary or punitive nature is coming forth from Pearl River. I mean, if no action is taken, and taken soon, and again, it's been three weeks since this, this basketball game took place, doesn't that basically condone the racial taunting that, that took place? And look, I, I fully understand and fully recognize that this incident was highly embarrassing to the people in that school district. And I'm quite sure they want all the media focus on this, this, this incident to quickly fade away so that people there can, can forget about it. But that being said, shouldn't something be done? I may be old school, but just to let this matter go without some sort of positive or proactive announcement as to what the school district plans to do, I mean, doesn't that strike you as me as well as being a little curious and odd? Now, I have heard that the school board will, at some point, make a decision on how they're going to proceed, but I'm just curious as to what's taking them so long. I mentioned I've heard from a lot of listeners last week. That's true. They've even offered some suggestions on what perhaps Pearl River could do in terms of educating their students about cultural and ethnic sensitivity. Mind you, the Pearl River School District just happens to be predominantly white. So it seemed to me that their kids would benefit greatly from hearing from experts and leaders on diversity and inclusion. That, to me, seems like a real good basic idea. Now, other listeners suggested that perhaps Pearl River should just ban all spectators, except for the parents of the student-athletes on the teams, from all future Pearl River home games. That is, get rid of all the other spectators so that the supervisory staff can make sure that no nonsense takes place at Pearl River games. And not just basketball, mind you, but all sports. Well, that sounds a bit severe, but I have to tell you, it would certainly get the attention of all the Pearl River fans as to why they are not allowed to attend home games. Along those lines, somebody else suggested that maybe other high schools in Pearl River's league should simply decide not to play Pearl River High School anymore. Now, I got to tell you, that's, that's pretty extreme to be sure, but again... If the purpose is to get Pearl River students and their parents to sit up and pay attention, well, that may be an idea at least worth considering. We're trying to get the point across that something happened at Pearl River, which quite frankly is inexcusable and has to be addressed. Point is, Pearl River, you really need to do something. Doing nothing is not a good look for you. 877-337-6666. Personally, I still hope that some sort of educational lesson 
is provided and provided for all the students in both the high school and the middle school. I mean, look, let's be honest here. I mean, it would seem to me that since our society is becoming more and more diverse, and that's a fact, a key and essential part of educating our students is to learn more about kids who come from different ethnic backgrounds and cultures. And especially in a community which is mostly white, that would seem like a very obvious and clear step forward. Well, remember, Pearl River, if you don't do anything and do it soon, and unfortunately the message that is sent to your students is that this kind of racial taunting, well, it's okay and it's acceptable. After all, the superintendent sent out an apology the next day, but beyond that, nothing else seems to be forthcoming. What kind of lesson are we teaching your students? I want to talk about this some more this morning. And yes, I understand that racial heckling was most likely done by teenagers at that game. But the second half of this issue is why didn't any grown-ups or adults or security people get up and stop it? And again, as I mentioned, the taunting happened three times in the Nyack game. And it happened before in a game against Suffern. So what does this all mean? Why is there such reluctance to take a stronger stance? As I said, yes, the superintendent from Pearl River, he apologized to Nyack High School. and He said all the right things, but that should, should have been just a start. All right, and later on in the hour, if we have time, I also want to talk about Michigan basketball coach uh, Juwan Howard. Now, look, every coach knows how anger can build up in a competitive situation. But you also know, or should know, how to maintain a sense of adult perspective and the value of real sportsmanship. The, the reaching out and attempting to slap the opposing assistant coach by Howard was bad enough, but it took him much too long for him to publicly apologize for his unacceptable actions. Okay, let me, let me start taking some calls here about the situation in Pearl River. 877-337-6666. Let's go, to, uh, let's go to Ralph over in Manhattan. Ralph, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Apparently, there's a lineage. Um, a player uh, came out courageously and said that in the past, this has been going on, he said, a good decade. So you're not talking about an incident that doesn't have any uh, past. I mm -hmm. mean, this, this thing has been going on at this particular place for whatever reason for quite some time. Now, you, I can get on the phone here and tell you, oh, it's a few bad apples and don't worry about it. But frankly, if you have uh, an epidemic at a certain place, you have to kind of Someone's got to take hold and stamp it out. You've got to take action and not let it go on and on. The apology only rings false if you do nothing to back your apology. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, yes, I had heard the same uh, story as well, that this is sort of a tradition or history at the school. But the way they've spun this, Ralph, is that, oh, we always make barnyard uh, animal noises uh, when somebody comes to the free throw line an opposing player had nothing to do with the fact that this was racial racist or with apes and uh, monkey noises but <laughs> Ralph we know first of all it's just bad sportsmanship regardless to make noises uh, at any opposing player during the course of their going to the free throw line and two the direct <clears throat> connection between you know an ape and monkey noise when a black player comes only when a black player comes to the free throw line that's that's pretty substantial so so, well, again, it's, a sweep, it's a sweeping. It's a sweeping statement that yeah, means nothing yeah. if you say 
you know, the way they come across like um, this is just a, a, a rare incident and all these things. Now, to make other players suffer, you're getting on, uh, you're, you're treading on dangerous territory there. Because frankly, most of the, you know, if you're talking 99% have the right idea and uh, have good intentions, they want to play ball, and all the spectators feel the same way, they want to watch good basketball. So, you know, uh, repercussions have to be directed toward the culprits, not necessarily the innocent players. I believe that that may be the wrong idea or the wrong tactic. Well, I agree with that as well. However, and again, I'm just trying to stir the pot in terms of getting the getting the, the district to do something. As of right now, and they say they pride themselves on being transparent, I'm not aware uh, as to what's going on. I've made some calls over to Pearl River School District to say what is going to take place. Were you able to pinpoint from the uh, the video as to who the culprits were? Obviously, if you can do that, and they, they basically have said they haven't been able to do that yet, Well, or get some other kids or people at the game to point out who those kids were. But again, nobody wants to be a snitch. Well, I, I well this, not, this, this nonsense, when they talk about animal sounds, this is an ordinary situation it, it means nothing racial i mean we're not fools we we understand exactly what something like that is supposedly uh, uh, about yes, I, you of know course. when i hear that i think they're weaseling their way out of it and trying not to take responsibility so that doesn't fly in my mind me either. And by the way, I just want to point out, I mentioned earlier on uh, that uh, the Section 1 Athletic Council, uh, they disciplined Pearl River by mandating that the uh, the boys and girls basketball teams and the ice hockey team would have to sacrifice their home court or home ice advantage in the sectional playoffs. Uh, and that was done. But again, Ralph, that doesn't really doesn't really seem to me to do enough to underscore the teachable moment here. And as you said, it's punishing other kids who have probably nothing to do with this. Uh, I, it, it's just really weird that we haven't seen more of a, more of a step taken forward. Uh, Ralph, thanks for the call. Let me, let me move on. Let me, go to, uh, let me go to Sam over in Bergen County. Sam, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Rick, greetings and good morning. It's, yes, sir. Um, to me, all authority rests with the nonpartisan elected boards of education, the trustees in each of these public school districts. Mm -hmm. Those boards of education have one employee to whom, to, to which, who reports to the boards, and that is the superintendent. Sometimes they call the chief school administrator. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is you're calling, or whoever's calling the superintendent, you are going to receive the stock replies of double talk and edu speak. Everything is going to be swept under the rug. How dare I say that? I'm aware of this quite well. I know one school in Bergen County that had a minimum of three documented situations of either racial or religious or ethnic in which their public school district, one of their kids, was the uh, target, was the victim. In one instance, it was said, well, no, no referee or official heard anything. Therefore, we have no basis to act. Mm -hmm. Yet, the kids knew. If there is pressure put on the boards of education to be answerable and responsible, okay, then that is what's going to happen. Going after the athletic directors, the principals, 
the superintendents is all meaningless because they have all the laws on the books which protect them. Well, they, they can they can hide under the they can hide under the lineup. Well, uh, this is an internal matter. This is a, a student um, yeah, I, uh, student privacy. And that's that's and Sam, that's what I think seems to be taking place here. And I don't have any inside expertise over there, but I I do sense, uh, as you point out, that uh, look, if I'm in Pearl River and I'm on the school board or I'm in the you know the superintendent, I can't wait till this incident is uh, swept under the rug and forgotten about. Or they're going to say, as you said, well, this has to do with minors and we're taking appropriate actions addressing the issue. Yeah, but what are you doing? And the the concern is. You know, what about the rest of the kids? I mean, especially in this day and age, if you happen to have a school district, which is, you know, pretty much all white, shouldn't it be some sort of like cultural uh, diversity, educational uh, program that's put forth? Because, okay, maybe our kids really need to be educated about kids from other backgrounds because they're not getting this in our school district. I mean, I just, I, I there's something here, Sam, and I, I think you're you're probably right on target with this. Uh, but again, the, the, and thank you for the call this in, morning, in, Sam. In, uh, and let me move on here because, as I said, I, I think that we have to understand that that there are bigger issues here beyond just you know a basketball game, uh, and and what why no grown-ups there, no adults. I mean, clearly it was audible. I mean, the the NIAC coach heard about heard the sounds, and he he, he was wondering what was going on. Um, it's just really odd that nothing's happened happened at this point. Uh, let's move on quickly to Chris in Brooklyn. Chris, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Good morning. I'm actually hoping that WFAN can help stir the pot in a different way. I actually am an attorney. I have a law office in NIAC. I live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, and I just opened an office a year ago, and I heard this incident, and I was very disgusted. I'm a 10-year Brooklyn Nets season ticket holder and a 30-year Knicks season ticket holder. Uh-huh. And I contacted both of them through my representatives and trying to reach out to the community relations departments in both, hoping that perhaps in Black History Month they might invite the team as a positive gesture to one of their games, to a practice, perhaps to meet the players or a player. And I'm still waiting three weeks later. Oh, man. And I'm hoping maybe the power of FEN may, might persuade them to do something. Well, maybe they'll be listening. Maybe they'll hear this. I, I hope so, Chris. But again, the, the more interaction we can have, and I think that's a, a really good thought. And, and uh, I, I, yeah, I'd like to see something happen of a positive nature here because clearly it's just, we're just, nothing's happening. And I, I find that more than anything else very, very disturbing and and very distressing. I mean, I, uh, I don't know if there's a solution here, but I do know there's a great possibility, a great opening for some education uh, to take place, not just for the, uh, the students, but also for, obviously, the, the faculty. The, somebody in Pearl River has to be accountable for this. It's as simple as that. Hey, Chris, thank you for the call. All right, we're talking about what's happened in Pearl River and the fact that we haven't seen or heard of anything being done in terms of a positive or proactive educational opportunity or even a punitive or disciplinary kind of situation here. i like to hear something about this. So I'm going to get your calls and thoughts and comments, 877-337-6666. As you can tell, this is a, a very emotional kind of uh, situation. I would ask that you don't bring any politics into this conversation this morning, but I do want to hear from you and get your thoughts, comments, and suggestions. When I come back, I'll go right back to the phone lines. Stay with me. (music) 
And welcome back to the Sports Edge, everyone. I'm Rick Wolf. I'm your host. Uh, we're talking about this very disturbing, distressing incident that took place three, close to three weeks ago at Pearl River High School. Uh, at the, when they hosted Nyack High School in a bas- boys' basketball game. And every time uh, a black player came to the free throw line for, for Nyack on three separate occasions, uh, monkey and ape noises uh, were heard coming out of the spectators uh, at the game. And, and this is, it was uncalled for, obviously. And just we're talking about is basically racial, racial taunting. And the question now is, okay, Pearl River, what are we going to do about this? And as of now, I haven't seen or heard much as to what's going to take place in terms of any proposed uh, disciplinary measures or, or educational uh, you know, procedures. I, I, something has to be done, simple as that. And again, we're just talking about what we, what we can offer perhaps as suggestions to the Pearl River uh, School District as to what they can think about doing. And again, this happened at Pearl River. Obviously, this kind of situation could happen pretty much anywhere in this country. But that happened to happen in, in Pearl River over in Rockland County. And I will tell you this, how important is basic sportsmanship these days? Well, because of the fact that uh, this, in the, just the last year alone, there's been such an uptick uh, in, in poor sportsmanship at high school athletic events. The National Federation of High Schools, has, which is the governing body for all high schools in the country, has made sportsmanship the number one point of emphasis for all sports for the 2022-23 season. In other words, this is obviously a vitally important aspect of being involved in youth and amateur sports. Uh, okay, let's get back to our calls. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ed Ward over in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Ed, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good, Ed. How are you? I'm glad you're bringing this topic up because I have a feeling that Pearl River is trying to sweep it under the rug if they're not responding this fast after three weeks. Well, I'm going to make. I'm going to make. Oh, go ahead, Rick. I'm sorry. What are we going to No, I, I mean that's. We're wondering. I mean, they they say they were all about transparency, and uh, there was a board of education meeting uh, a week or so ago, and some parents got up and said this is all blown out of proportion. It's no big deal, uh, and so on and so forth. But. Nothing's happened since. I mean, you're getting there's some conflicting things going on here that we want to know what's what's happening and what are they going to do to help help sort of correct this kind of behavior. Well, you know what I call administrators today, CYAs, and it's cover your and then I'll leave the last paragraph. <laughs> yeah, That's we, what they are. I'm being serious. But here's my point: what I think's got to be done. Number one, beginning of the year, you have a mandatory assembly. And here's what you do. You don't have to get it out. You can break, break it down by gym class, okay, because it's an athletic event. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you read the riot act and all that stuff. Here's how it's going to happen. Anyone that does isn't there because maybe they're absent, okay, well, they gotta, we're going to have a special one that those people have to be at. If they don't come, then guess what? They're not allowed to at events, okay? I remember, Rick, when I was coaching in the 80s, okay, at Johnson Regional High School, we had an athletic director, Louis Perigallo, one of the best athletic directors in the state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He had crowd control to, to the T. And we were in a conference that was, you know, mixed African-American and, and white schools. He made sure when we played all schools, there was no taunting, no chanting, you know, negative stuff. And anyone that did, he would then send coaches up in the stands to sit with them. And if it continued, we'd take just two people out. And you know what? 
John Tomito, you for five years straight, you got the Sportsmanship Award in the state of New Jersey because of that. So yeah. you know what? It can be done, Rick. You know I, what I mean? I, Ed, I, I, I think I'm glad you brought up that example because, as you point out, it can be done, and obviously it, it should be done. Um, it, it's as simple as that. Uh, Ed, th- thank you well, for the call, you. as always. Uh, I want to get to other callers as well because our time is, is limited. But I will say that Ed's point is a good one because, at, you know, yeah, when there's a history uh, or a potential for some, uh, you know, bad sportsmanship or bad behavior, that's where it's up to the security staff, the the athletic director, the principal. Yeah, you got to go to those games and basically monitor the behavior of of the people in the stands. And as Ed pointed out, if they're if, you know, it's law and order. I mean, if you can't behave yourself at a game, you get tossed out. You just say, come on, you're gone, done. Because this is what, if you, if you don't do that, and I know it's a pain in the neck for administrators have to do this, but the fact is if you don't do this, then you, have, you run into a situation what happened here at Pearl River, where it seems to be sort of tacitly accepted because that's just what we do here. That's not acceptable. You can't do that. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's go over to Beth Page. Mac is waiting. Mac, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. I'm a big fan. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, 1977. Yep. I'm at an old Catholic white high school. We go to Mount Vernon, right? Uh-huh. They're all black. During warm-ups, we start getting all chants towards us. You know, all negative comments and everything else. Music is blasting. The athletic director turns off the music. He goes, he grabs the microphone, and he says to everybody, this is disrespectful. This will not go on here. Everybody will be out of the gym, and this gym will be cleared if yep. this doesn't stop. Right. The whole thing just died down. The, 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 the Mount Vernon players actually came over and shook our hands, and we hugged, and they said, this is bad, guys. We're really sorry. It was an unbelievable. The place went silent. Nobody barked. Nobody said anything. And it was a great game. Mount Vernon was two in the state in big schools. We were like third in the state in small schools. Had a great game. And nobody for the rest of the game made any comments. So when that happens, somebody's got to step up and say to the crowd, this can't go on. This is over. And this, this happened at Mount Vernon? Yes. Yeah. I, well, Mac, I'm sure glad you brought that story up. And again, I realize it's from you know, 40, 50 years ago. But... The fact is, yeah, it has stuck in your mind all these years as an example of somebody, some grown-up, some adult, somebody in charge said, the athletic director at Mount Vernon said, no, we're not going to allow this to happen. This is unsportsmanlike. It's not fair to our opponents. And he just basically shut it down. And then he said the Mount Vernon kids came over and apologized to to your team. That's that's unbelievable. But again... Um that's how it should. That's that's what we want, in when it comes to sporting events and our kids today. Absolutely, Rick. But thank, thanks for your time. You've got a great show. Listen to you all the time. You're thank great. you, Mac. Thank you for, for uh, chiming in this morning. Because yeah, that's what should have happened at Pearl River. And again, this, there's two parts of this of the story here. One of the whoever the kids, I assume they were teenagers, probably students, making the the noises at the game. But the second half of the equation is, well, why didn't somebody get up who was an adult, somebody in charge, and say, no, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to allow this to happen here uh, to uh, a visiting team. This is not what we're all about here. We don't believe in this. 
And it's just not right. But that didn't happen. And there were a lot of people, a lot of grown-ups who could have said something. Whether, again, security personnel, it could have been the officials working the game. Uh, it could have been the coaches from either team could have said, you know, we're not going to continue until it stops or we're going to clear the gym or whatever it's going to be. But something should have taken place. And the fact that nothing's happened since then, that's really a concern. I, I, that bothers me. And if you're a sports fan or believe in, in what's right when it comes to education and our kids, it's got to bother you as well. Let's continue on with our calls. Let's go to Artie uh, down in Brooklyn. Artie, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick. Thanks for taking the call. I mean, I had to call because I can't believe. I mean, not that I can't believe things like that didn't happen, but I'm like, happened. But for the fact that nothing was done at the game between either refs, administrators, adults. I mean, what I can't understand either. I mean, it's an all-white team for that team. I mean, how, how did the players feel? Like, on their own team when, they, when those things were being said, you know, or, or, or noises. <laughs> and, 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 and the other thing, too, is like just by saying all this stuff, if it's not the athletic director, if the league, you know, you, you say it's, I, I heard the other caller say it's not fair. One of the kids asked me too, because I'm a teacher, and he says, Mr. Pete, how come everybody else is punished for a few actions? And I said, sometimes those kids don't even care about themselves, and that when you punish everyone, that's when they stop. You got to affect the whole thing. If, it's, if it comes to taking, saying you're not making the playoffs, or you're out of the playoffs, that'll hit home, and other teams will, will make sure that something like that does not happen. Thanks for taking the call, Rick. I appreciate that, it. Artie, I, I, you know, again, there's another good point here, uh, and we've heard a lot of excellent calls this morning. Uh, you know, th th there's a couple of ways that, that you can handle this. One is, of course, if they do find the, the, uh, the, 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 the kids who made the noises, obviously there should be some punishment, but it's more than just a, a slap on the wrist. This should be a situation, again, of all about education, where if those kids are discovered and say, look, let's sit down and talk about why you think that was a good idea or do you understand the impact and the hurt you put on uh, other people uh, with this kind of taunting. Uh, and I'm a big, big believer, as many of you know who've listened to my show, uh, that I, I think that, uh, especially in an educational setting, kids should be taught. They should be then uh, tested, either by having them write a term paper about what the, what the what they what they have learned from being uh, from going through this process and why that should be corrected. Um, in terms of the other kids, well, you know, this is where, again, it'd be nice to have a situation, and I would think since we already know that, that Pearl River is is mostly a white high school, that it doesn't seem to me to be a bad idea to have somebody come in from the NAACP and sit down and, and have a course, uh, not just with the kids who made the noises, but the entire school body, uh, the student body, because they would all benefit from learning more about other cultures and other backgrounds of kids and so on and so forth. I mean, that's what, to me, in this day and age, education is all about. And, and um, you know, maybe there was a sense of naivete at Pearl River that they didn't think this meant anything. Uh, and that kind of short-sightedness, well, you need to correct that. And again, this is where theoretically the school board, the faculty, educators, uh, athletics, come on, let's, let's, let's do the right thing here. I, I just think this is so strange that we haven't seen anything happen or come forth. And maybe it will. Maybe uh, you know, tomorrow, Pearl River will come forth and say, "Here's what we're going to do in terms of trying to correct the uh, correct the uh, direction of our of our uh, educational policies for our kids, and so on and so forth." But again, it's been close to three weeks now, 
and we haven't heard anything. Let's continue on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jared in Woodlawn. Hey, Jared, you're on the fan. Hey, good morning, Rick. Thank you for taking my call. I actually uh, listen to you all the time, and I was the first one uh, last week when you uh, brought this up. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have two children, um, and I went to Billy B's up in uh, Palisades Mall uh, twice in the last two uh, in the last week. And as you know, you're passing Nyack, West Nyack, and uh, I decided to go by um, both schools and I was just looking to see whether or not there was any pushback and even from the NIAC side um, there doesn't seem to be anything and you know driving kids off of Billy B's um, right. just driving around by myself wife is with the kids and it doesn't seem that even from the side of the racism there is enough pushback and I thanked you for taking my call last week because what I said was is that this should have been stopped immediately. The referees, like you said, have no affiliation with either teams. They should have stopped it. Something should have been done. And at this point, it's almost like, you know, posthumous yeah. kind of stuff. If, yeah. if, 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 if they decide to say, oh, well, we found this, we found that, we found this. I've listened to you for a long time, and I applaud what you always speak about when it comes to Little League games and the taunting and the conduct or code of conduct that parents should have in the stands. I don't understand why in this situation, because whether or not it's a high school game, a Little League game, a junior high school game, that there shouldn't be a one-and-done attitude. You're going to heckle the refs. You're going to heckle another right. player. You're gone. One time, you're out, <laughs> and don't come back. Jared. And to me, that is, that is the best solution to this, because you know what's going to happen, uh, Rick, if I may, if they, in my opinion, if they install like a uh, educational or tra training program in sportsmanship, it's going to end up being a punishment versus a learning experience I agree. for these kids yeah, I, and these young adults. And that's and not I the pro that Yeah, Jerry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like it's a break a here. Let me, let, me, let me stop here because I agree with you. I, I prefer to be more of an educational uh, situation than a punishment because punishment is it's sort of gone. And, I, Jared, I do agree with you, as you know, because you've listened to the show for many years. I don't believe there should be uh, a warning uh, at these games. If you're an adult, and, and, and Jared, thank you for your call. If you're an adult and you come to a kid's game or a high school game, you have to know what's expected of you in terms of good behavior and good sportsmanship. And so if, you're, if you cross that line, you don't get a warning. You just, you're, you're dismissed. You stop the game, and, and you're, just, you're escorted out of the building. It's as simple as that. And you're not only gone from that game, you're gone for the rest of the season. Because you obviously don't know how to uh, how to behave at a at a kid's uh, sporting event, so I, I agree with that and have felt that way for a long time. And and again, the situation here, some nobody stood up. Now again, the officials, you know, perhaps they obviously was heard the taunting. They could have said something and stopped the game and gone to the two coaches and said, "This is really unacceptable." 
the two coaches could have gotten together and said this is wrong uh, and said that and or the Pearl River coach could have gone and said to has athletic director this is wrong we got to stop this we can't allow this to happen there's always security officers in the game that's what they're there for to stop this kind of stuff but nobody did this nobody did anything and that's the problem that's the concern here and how what do we do about this so far nothing's done but something has to be done. Simple as that. All right, let me take a break here. 877-337-6666. When I return, right back to the calls. Stay with me. Ford Sedge, a uh, quick couple of reminders here. First of all, I always uh, please go to my website at askcoachwolf.com. You'll find lots of sports parenting resources. You'll find podcasts of the show here. And if you want to reach out and contact me, that's the place to go, askcoachwolf.com. Uh, and, of course, you can always follow me on Twitter, also at AskCoachWolf. Uh, you can always get a sense of what the upcoming shows are going to focus on. Now, before we get back to our our conversation about uh, what's to be done at Pearl River High School, um, I want to just sort of, well, <laughs> go in a, in a very quick other direction uh, and give you a quick heads up. This has to do with baseball. And uh, I assume most of you remember what baseball is. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, sometime in the next week or so, I'm going to put out on Twitter a, a true story from my own baseball career. Uh, this happens to date from 1989, when I went back in my late 30s to play in the minor leagues with the South Bend White Sox in the Midwest League. It's Class A ball. Uh, basically, it's a very cool a video story that originally ran on the old show This Week in Baseball back in 1989, and I thought I'd, I'd share it with you. Uh, and again, uh, I'm not going to spoil the story, but uh, my three-game old-timers career, so to speak, had a very unexpected ending out in South Bend, and I think you'll enjoy it. Anyway, look for it on Twitter, on my Twitter account for the next uh, couple of weeks. Okay, let's get back to our situation with Pearl River, uh, because obviously people have a lot of thoughts and opinions about this. 877-337-6666. Let's continue. Let's go to, let's go to Jack Smithland over in Fairlawn. Jack, good morning. Let's talk about this. How are you, Rick? First Good of all, time. your your minor league, your minor league, uh, you know, your old timers' day minor league was probably like a George Clinton story. So, <laughs> but I, I actually know, I I actually know the results. So I'm not going to give that away. Either. Good. Please don't, don't um, reveal the results. Yes, <laughs> I will not. Okay. Um, first, first of all, listen. Last week I spoke about this, and I'm very passionate about this topic. Um, you know, I'm a strong believer that there's only one race. It's the human race. And you know what? We got to start understanding and teaching that, that all people are created equal. And, you know, as much as a lot of people don't believe that, it, it is a true thing. Yep. And one of the things that bothers me most about this is that every person that's sitting around doing absolutely nothing at Pearl River are educators. They're all educators. All right, they worked their way up the ladder. The principal was a teacher, probably. The vice principal was probably a disciplinarian and is now the vice principal. They've all been in education. And this is a teaching moment. But one of the things that I truly believe in is that this should not be a teaching moment. This should be taught every single day in school. It should be part of our history or part of our health program. And it's something that has to be taught every day. And if they're not going to teach it at Pearl River, 
if they're not going to teach exactly what needs to be taught at Pearl River, maybe the parents should step up and start teaching it at home. And I'm not saying that you don't. I'm not really, I'm, I'm not putting anybody down. But this is the same type of teaching that we should teach our kids about drugs and alcohol and the bad things about smoking. Right. This, is, this is a true topic that hurts. And I remember a saying, people will forget what you say, they'll forget what you do, but they'll never forget how you, make, how, how you made them feel. And this is a situation that, that's hurtful. And it's a situation that needs to be taught. These educators have to step up. Maybe it's time to clean shop at Pearl River. Maybe it's time to get out, go out and get new administrators that actually understand this educational part of this program. And you know what, Rick? This show is amazing. And I'm so glad that you let me back on this week because last week I was speaking with so much passion and I could speak about this topic with passion every single day. And I feel exactly like you. All those people that were in that crowd, do me a favor, listeners. Please do this favor because I did it. What would you have done if you were sitting at that game in the stands? How would you have reacted? If you can honestly say you would have stepped up and done something, then God bless you. Thank you. But if you're going to say, well, maybe I didn't want to get involved, well, then you know what? Shame on you. Really shame on you. Because this is a topic that needs to not be taught every time there's an incident. It needs to be taught every single day of our lives. Thanks, Rick. Well, Jack, I, I tell you, I, obviously, I, I echo your, your, your comments and obviously your passion as well. And, yeah, I, I you know, being a veteran uh, of uh, youth sports and coaching uh, at various levels uh, and, and being a sports parent myself, yes, I have been at games where I have seen uh, either somebody from security uh, or an official uh, on, on, on a, in a hockey game stop the game and say to look at a parent and say, you're out of here or this game is over. It's forfeited. Or, or uh, uh, say, uh, an athletic director has escorted an unruly parent uh, away from a soccer match. I've done it myself, uh, you know, at, at basketball games where I thought that the, the kids were being unsportsmanlike to opposing players. Somebody has to take responsibility. And you know, when you do that, everything just changes automatically. Everything, people say, oh yeah, I guess we were out of control. And, and you know, it's almost like they're waiting for somebody to just to say, yeah, we have to do the right thing here. But again, it all starts, as you point out, with somebody being the grown-up. Somebody has to do the right thing here, and, and we don't have that. Uh, it just unfortunately becomes, oh, I guess it's okay to behave this way, because there, no, there are no consequences. And again, the other thing about this is that you have to have something now where it becomes of an educational, that, that teachable moment has now gone. It's three weeks ago. But somebody somewhere has to basically in a situation where, okay, how are we going to basically drill home a lesson, not just to the, the, the perpetrators who did this, but to all the kids so there's a sensitivity and awareness that there's a bigger world out there than just, you know, this, you know what, what, what their little, little uh, conclave is all about. They've got to understand that there's uh, all other people in our in our society let's continue let's go to let's go to New Jersey Nick good morning you're next up on the fan good morning coach yes Nick this how is, are you uh, I'm fine thank you yeah. I have a uh, when I played sport I'm 75 years old when I played sports in, in the in the early you know 60s and 50s you know there was always scuffles and stuff like that uh, uh, you know but our coaches were pretty tough and pretty strong well, when my son played in the early 90s, we played uh, Cliffside Park against uh, Englewood all the time. Now, they were all black. We were all white. Now, when we played against them, when we were young, we had friends in Englewood. We used to go play them on off-season, the basketball, uh, 
not really football, but in basketball. Well, my son was playing. We were in a game. You know, there was a little bit of stuff. Uh, we were at Englewood. There was a little bit of problems here and there. Nothing that I considered serious. So the coach grabs the kids after the game, our kids, hustles, tries to hustle them off the court. Uh-huh. I said, whoa, what is going on here? So I got out of the stands. My wife got all kind of uh, mad at me. And I got out of the stands. I grabbed my son, and I, took, I turned him around, and I told him, get over there and shake the hands of those kids. Mm-hmm. He, and so my son got out. He went over there, shook the He didn't like it. And uh, I said to the coach, said, what are you doing? I said, my son is not playing sports like this. Uh, and I, I made him shake their hands. And uh, that was that. And, and, uh, but I've seen a breakdown for me personally in the early 90s, only because my kid was playing. You know? right. and, that's when, and that's when I said, you know, that's not going to happen. Or my son ain't playing sports. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's basically the story I have. Yeah, but you see, uh, but that, I, didn't, I didn't go for that kind of behavior. And that's, but that's, that's exactly what we're talking about. And again, this is some years ago. But you said, look, I, I'm the yeah. parent. I'm, I'm the grown-up. I'm the adult here. I want my kid to understand what's about in terms of sportsmanship and all the parameters, all the responsibilities. He may not want to have done this to go over and shake the opposing team's uh, hands, but he did it because that's what will you do if you play sports. And I, 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 do? I do worry that perhaps we've, we seem to be somehow those important lessons are sort of like fading away. Uh, they're going, Coach. They're just going. It's like I said. I used to go. We used to go play basketball down in Jersey City behind the on off season behind the projects and everything. We had friends in those areas. Sure. Uh, 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 you know, and we it was strictly comp. No, were we always angels? Of course not. You know, there was always a, you know a little argument here and there, but not what I've seen with parents and stuff and parents cursing in the stands and parents. I was coaching at the lower level. You know, when kids in living right, right. and that kind of stuff. And what I saw, I can't even tell you what I saw. Uh, well, I don't have to tell you, you know. Uh, what I seen, how parents acted and how they let their kids act, uh, I, I, could, I couldn't do it well, anymore. That, I said, I that's, that's the concern here, because the, and, and thank you for, for calling in this morning. I very much appreciate it. The, the thing is that the kids obviously take their cues and they learn from the parents. And if the parents aren't going to stand up and be accountable and do the right thing and set the right tone and believe in sportsmanship and, and really say, no, this is unacceptable, we're not going to be like this, if they don't do that, the kids learn that that's okay, then that's okay to be as mom and dad are, uh, or as our teachers are, and that's the problem in a nutshell. That's what I'm concerned about in Pearl River. And again, maybe they've made measures, have done things internally over there. I'm not aware of it. It has not been made public, but it'd be nice to at least have them come forth and say, here's what we're doing to sort of educate our students as to what should be done. Let's continue on. Let's go to uh, Farmingdale. Hey, Roy, uh, Roy is up next. Roy, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, hey um, someone mentioned earlier, you know, this has been going on for years uh, in that district. Um, that, is and, the, that is the rumor that apparently, and again, this is all, you can't, can't upon this okay, as being totally okay. factual, but you know, that's something that one of the kids well, in the basketball team had said, that it's sort of like a tradition there. Well, uh, and, and I, I think you also mentioned earlier, you know, you, you can't hold it against the, the basketball team or the players at Pro River. They didn't do anything. But, yeah, the players... At the other on the other team didn't do anything to deserve this, which might have impacted them for 
Who of knows course. how many years? Of course. I mean, at, at what point are you going to say, listen, we're not tolerating this anymore. If your school does this, that's it. You're going you're gonna to lose games. You're going to lose a season. I mean, I know it's cancel culture, but, you know, at what point are you going to be like, <laughs> we're not doing this anymore? I, I, I'm telling you, that's why some of the suggestions came in seemed a bit perhaps extreme, but like, okay, well, if you're not going to do anything about this kind of behavior at your home games, then maybe um, uh, our high school is no longer going to play your high school in sports. Exactly. I mean, listen, you've got to be responsible for your actions, and at, at some point, if you're not, someone else has got to make you responsible. Yeah, I, I, I don't, exactly. I mean, I, I don't understand uh, why there hasn't been more of an outcry uh, from from other school districts uh, that, you know, play uh, Pearl River uh, within, you know, Rockland County. Um, in, in a sense, they're almost becoming like, well, we're accepting this as well. Or maybe they're taking an attitude like, well, what are you going to do? This happens. It's unfortunate, but uh, it's just a, a symbol of our of our times. Yeah. When is, when is enough enough, right? Thank yeah. You. I mean, what point do you say to yourself, you know what? I don't think we're going to do this anymore. Or, uh, I mean, again, the Nyack High School coach at the game, um, not to, to to pick on him, but he was one that said, "Yeah, this was really weird and strange and not very uh, very sportsmanlike." Uh, he could have stopped the game exactly. and gone over to the Pearl River coach and said, "We're not going to continue playing this game if this is going to continue." Or you're going to why don't you just get up and just clear the gym of all the spectators? Um, but again, I haven't seen uh, – I mean, I think Nyack is sort of waiting to see at this juncture to see what Pearl River is going to do, if it's, it's, anything. It's mind-boggling. It's, it's, it, I, like you said earlier, I, I can't believe this stuff is going on in this day and age and that no adult will take responsibility. Me, as a parent, I would have told my son, hey, we're leaving right now. Yeah, I, I don't I – don't, and I think people – I think people almost would have expected that kind of be. I mean, we've heard so many stories today, Roy, of people calling in of in similar types of incidents over the years where just the opposite happened where somebody, either an athletic director or a coach or, or some, an official, got up and said, this is not acceptable. We're either going to stop the game, stop the music, uh, have the, the Mount Vernon team is going to come over and apologize uh, with the Beth Page team. I mean, the point is things were done to make, to make things right to as best they can to, to say we've made a mistake, we, we acknowledge our mistake, and we're going to try to at least uh, put forth a, a sense of apology and respect. And, and in this situation, we're not seeing that, and that does bother yeah. me. I mean, it, it's... it's it's troubling. It should bother everybody. It, it, I think it should. I think it should. Roy, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, and, and friends, just to, to capitalize on this, again, at, at its basic common denominator, we're talking about sportsmanship. Obviously, nobody should be doing this at any game when a kid's shooting a free throw. Uh, and again, you can tack on if you want the whole thing with Jawan Howard at Michigan. I mean, come on now. Why, why, he, he's a guy who played at Michigan. He played 20 years in the NBA. He knows about sportsmanship. He knows what's the right thing to do. <clears throat> I understand he got hot out of the collar uh, against the, the Wisconsin coach for calling a timeout with 15 seconds of the game. I get all that. But, Juwan, you know better than this. I mean, you're a fully grown adult. You've been in sports, competitive sports your entire life. You don't try to then, you know, jab a finger at an opposing coach and then try to slap an assistant coach in the head. And if you do do that, then you sure as heck have to go back immediately after the game and apologize because you can't wait another 24 hours and say, okay, I guess I was out of, out of you know, why? What takes, what take, why are we taking so long to do the right thing here? You made a mistake. Admit it. Move on. I mean, look, you're angry because you lost. 
you feel that someone, uh, you know, the opposing coach tried to slight you. But, you know, you should know better. You in particular, because after all, you've been in sports all your life. And you know about the ups and downs and heated competition. So it's not about your feelings and your ego. You have a responsibility as a college coach to do the right thing in front of the, your, your kids, the team, kids on the team, to represent the University of Michigan. And again, I, I find that very, very more than unsettling. But the situation of Pearl River, at least Howard has now come back and apologized, and he's been fined, and he's been suspended for the rest of the, of the regular season. But in this case of Pearl River, what, what, why are we waiting? What's going on? What, what's, what's, come on, Pearl River, do something. Just do something to show the rest of the world that you acknowledge this was wrong. We're going to try to make something positive out of this. We're going to do something educational, try to be proactive, try to do something to at least uh, make all the kids uh, in the school aware of cultural and sensitive uh, you know, cultures, diversity and inclusion, and all those things that we're talking about every day in American society. Okay. That's going to do it for me and this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Kevin Wall. Please stick around for uh, Mark Melusis. The Moose is up next, and I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.